We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to another edition of Green with Envy. Opening night tip-off special. Basketball is back, and god damn, was it a lot of fun tonight to get back out there. As always, this is your boy Will Weir checking in. How you doing? How you living? Joining me tonight, we get my best friend, co-host, and the coach of our podcast, the one and only Greg Manakis. What's going on, buddy? My pingly is so tingly, bro. Oh my God. Chris Tapps Porzingis. I don't know what, what's a better debut. That new intro that we have is our new graphic or Chris Tapps Porzingis in Boston. I said by the end of the season, my spicy take, that Chris Tapps Porzingis would be widely considered the second best player on the Celtics. I don't think we even need to like wait until the end of the season. <laughs> what he did. Oh my God. I can't wait to get into it. Love, a <laughs> love me, love me a good solid first game overreaction, confirming any spicy take that may have happened in the off season. It's just perfect for that. And dude, I just gotta say, man, uh, it's funny right before we recorded, uh, my fiance still getting used to saying that Lorena walked in from, from having dinner and she was like, it was literally moments after the Celtics game ended, right as we delayed doing this a little bit so we get a first glimpse at Wemby. So when you combine those two things, she walked in and she just goes, why are you smiling like that? Because I, I just had like an ear-to-ear shit-eating grin just because, you know, the emotions that the Celtics and Knicks brought out, then you get Wemby. And I, listen, man. Basketball's fun. That's the simplest way to put it. Basketball is a lot, a lot of fun. Well, we had, yeah, we had to delay going live because I texted you. I was like, bro, I can't miss Wemby's debut. I need to see him. And then the first play of the game, he blocks Kyrie Irving. Yeah. First play of the game, hit his first shot, uh, or his is his first points in the NBA on a three pointer. He had a pull up from deep where I thought, oh my god, dude, if he had hit that, San Antonio crowd would have lost it. But we'll uh, we'll cover that some more because I know we want to check out the end of that game, but. Before we do that, we got to make sure that we cover opening night, Boston Celtics, brand new season. So we're going to do what we always do here the night after a game. And let's get you set up with the morning box score. Today's morning box score, the Boston Celtics win in Madison Square Garden on opening night, 108-104 to in classic Celtics opening night fashion. 
It went right down to the wire. We'll take you through all of it, but let's start out with the New York Knicks. For the Knicks, R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly each chipped in with 24 points, both of them really having standout games for the Knicks, 11 points for Quentin Grimes. For their two studs, Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, not their best nights. For Julius Randle, 14 points, 5 of 22 from the field. Jalen Brunson, 15 points, only 6 of 21 from the field. Uh, And as a team, 14 of 26 from the free throw line. That will certainly come back to bite you in the ass. We'll talk more about that, but let's swing over to your Boston Celtics. And we got to start off with the new guy, and of course, one of the new guys, and that is Chris Stapps Porzingis. 8 of 15 from the field, 5 of 9 from the three-point line. He goes for 30 points, 8 rebounds, and 4 blocks at his Celtic debut. As they noted on the broadcast, Chris Porzingis with the largest scoring total for a Celtics debut in Celtics history, which feels a little crazy, but I'm going with what they said in the broadcast, so we're going to rock with that. Jason Tatum, the MVP campaign, is on 13 of 22 from the field for him, 5 of 6 from the free-throw line. 34 points and kids i hope you were listening to what uncle will and uncle greg were telling you for the last couple of weeks 11 rebounds for jason tatum go ahead hammer that over while you can double double season in my prediction coming in here for jason tatum looking around the rest of the roster here drew holiday in his first performance four of ten from the field Nine points, four rebounds, three blocks. We'll talk a lot more about his disruptive defense on the night. Derek White, just doing Derek White things. Four or six from the field, 12 points, six rebounds, two assists, two steals, one block, just filling it up left and right. And then Jalen Brown, only four of 11 from the field tonight, 11 points, six rebounds, and five assists to two turnovers. So that's something definitely to highlight for the Celtics here, who find a way to get the win in a game that, seemingly they had in hand at one point and in a blink of an eye the Knicks came roaring right back was back and forth all the way through even falling down eight points at at uh, at one point in the fourth quarter but ultimately the Celtics pull away uh, a large part and due to as I mentioned the New York Knicks not being able to make their free throws but Celtics 108 Knicks 104 Greg you mentioned Porzingis here tingly pingly as you refer to it I feel like that's where where we got to start. It's it's like Christmas morning. You you find the new toy that you're so excited to see, and and that's Chris Stapps for the Celtics. The Celtics win. Greg hits both of his bets. Jason Tatum over nine and a half rebounds. Chris Stapps Porzingis at least three three point shots. Uh, oh my God, Chris Stapps Porzingis opened up everything for the Celtics on offense, where they they almost like had to stop going to it because they they're like we can't just run pick and roll with Porzingis <laughs> the entire game, even though they could. Like at some point, I think it was like mid third quarter, we decided to kind of go away from that. The ball was in Jalen's hands a little bit more, um, and Jalen actually had a really good third quarter. But Porzingis, man, holy shit! Was he good in this game tonight? Not only his offense and his ability just to create stuff for everybody just with his sheer size and spacing on the court, but the defense that he provided, that block on RJ was insane. Oh, my God. He, Led he looked like Por- on the other end. That was beautiful. Oh, dude, he looked like Porzingis when he like came into the league flying around, blocking shots. Uh, he had that alley-oop early in the game off the nice back uh, backdoor cut off the baseline. Everything that we could have hoped for Chris Epps-Rozingis, he surpassed it. 
in that yeah. first game. I don't think any, like I was expecting big things from him. I love Porzingis. I thought he was going to do what he did tonight, not to that level, but I knew mm-hmm. he was going to, everyone was going to look at him and be like, Oh man, we've been like thinking Al Horford was a stretch big for the past three years. Like when you have a real stretch big, so it's like, when it's other teams, well, it's when other teams see Porzingis versus other teams see Horford, they're going to live with Horford shooting a three in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with Porzingis. And there was an, there was another moment where I want to say it was, I believe it had to be in the second quarter because I know it, the way the Celtics were shooting, but it was Jason Tatum and Kristaps Porzingis running that pick and roll, which like you talked about is is just going to be pick and roll, pick and pop, which is going to be so hard to stop. And at one point, Tatum used the pick. And Porzingis rolled, and both Nick defenders went with Porzingis and left Tatum. And Tatum actually didn't realize how open he was, jabbed, and then was like, oh, I've got to shoot this. He actually missed the shot. Mm-hmm. But it, it just made me think of when Al Horford's in that role, when it's Rob Williams, who do, who is a vertical threat, they're still going to choose Tatum over Rob Williams, whether it's Blake Griffin, Luke Cornett. Like, the fact that Tatum has to get used to, oh, I'm going to have kind of my choice of a shot or – Porzingis is going to be rolling, or if that's going to create, you know, uh, more more space for someone else on the on the weak side, it, it just gave such a different look to the Celtics' offense. And, and I think Porzingis getting some of those early, you know, those two early dunks to go really helped him to kind of get going. And another, Greg, here, here's a little bet that I think uh, I may need to start putting a few dollars on. I feel like that's the second or third time, if you include the preseason, when we've had the the main starters for the Celtics out there, in which the first play has been kind of geared towards getting Porzingis a look. Now, he missed that first three to start mm-hmm. the game today, but I like that as a, as a first basket bet going forward here, getting Porzingis and, that, that early three-point look. And he's not going to lose many tips, right? So the Celtics should have the ball first in most games. So, so any Celtics player to have the first basket is probably going to be more advantageous than the other team, just because Porzingis is probably going to win most of the jump balls this year. Um, but holy shit, man, Chris has Porzingis. The, the fact that we have a two man game that we can go to at the end of games, like we did tonight and get open, easy look, something we have not been able to do for the past five years. We haven't had any action that we could go to and trust and really compromise defenses. We can do that for the entire game, but most importantly, we can do that to start games and get easy looks, get get the flow going, um, and we could also do that at the end of games. Jason Tatum now has a true pick-and-roll, pick-and-pop partner, and I think you're going to see an insane jump in Tatum's playmaking just because of how much space that he's going to have and the reads that he has to make. I did think that Tatum towards the end of the game um, stopped trusting like the, the right read right away. Mm-hmm. It seemed like he was holding on to the ball, maybe just a little bit too long. There's one play the Celtics really needed a bucket. They ended up calling a timeout. They went Tatum and uh, Porzingis left side, empty side pick and roll, but it seemed like they drew the play up to uh, swing the ball and, Tatum had Porzingis rolling the basket wide open, but he kind of predetermined he was going to swing the ball to the other side of the court. I think it ended up in a turnover. Yeah. Um, but like that action's going to be there the entire year, man, at the end of games. Giannis and Dame had their two-man action. Jokic and Murray had their two-man action. And I'm putting them on there right now. Jason Tatum and Chris Hasperzingis have Let's their two-man action. Let's, Let's get go. spicy. It's opening night. Let's get spicy. Uh, Jason Tatum. Uh, let's talk about him for a minute here because I think you know he, he's definitely going to be a part of this from what we saw tonight. Like you said, that Tatum Porzingis two-man game, and, and I think you know across the board, especially 
end of the third quarter into certain stretches of the fourth quarter, you could tell the Celtics we're, we're in a little bit of a feel it out phase for, okay, this game got real tight on us real quick. Like, how do we adjust to what our offense looks like? Are, you know, we kind of default sometimes to Tatum and Brown having to do a lot one-on-one. And like you said, there's going to be a lot more options on the table. But Jason Tatum tonight, 13 of 22, 3 of 8 and 3, 5 of 6 from the line, got those 11 rebounds, 4 assists, 34 points overall. And, you know, there were stretches in this game where Tatum definitely had that I'm not fucking around tonight type of vibe mm-hmm. to me. The way that, it, and I feel like we've talked about this before in the past, there's certain ways that Tatum dunks the ball at times where he wants you to feel, he wants you to like feel how strong he actually is, how big and strong he actually is. He had a couple of those, especially in that early third quarter when he really got going to take the, mm-hmm. to kind of give the Celtics some distance at the time. Obviously, that didn't really pan out and last throughout the game. Uh, but Jason Tatum, I, I think for for opening night for a guy that all Celtics fans, we've seen that meme, right, of Jason Tatum doesn't really get it going till middle of the season or whatever it might be that the, that usually has kind of a, a, a rough start to some games or sometimes throughout the season. Uh, he really had a very strong performance tonight to, to get his campaign started. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, and you know, I th- I do think we should talk a little bit about JB as well, um, because he was kind of catching all of the all of the smoke on Twitter. Um, it seems like Celtics fans are just going to be going at Jalen Brown because of that contract. Which I know Jalen didn't have a great game, but I don't think he had like as terrible of a game as people were making it out. I really think he played a great third quarter. He had those three back-to-back-to-back awful plays that almost gave the game away to the Knicks. So, like, as you always say, his mistakes are so loud. When he makes a mistake, it is the loudest mistake in the building. But I actually was encouraged by what I saw out of Jalen Brown because he didn't really force anything tonight. As you see, four for 11 from the field. He had those five assists. He was playing pressure defense the whole night, fell asleep a couple times, gave up some open threes, does what JB does. But, like, his on-ball pressure, I think, was so big and those five assists to two turnovers, man, I think four of those five assists came in that third quarter where Jason Tatum went to the bench and we ran the whole offense through Jalen Brown. And I thought Jalen Brown made a bunch of great reads. Um, there was one play. Uh, he was coming off the right, off the left wing. He called for a screen, kind of did a little um, like 
pitter-patter dribble, like machine gun dribble to get into the lane and then swung the ball to the other side for an open three, um, where last year I feel like that would have been a turnover or that would have been a pull-up jump shot. And he was making the right play throughout that third quarter. Just so happens JB had a horrible fourth quarter. And then he kind of didn't factor into the end of the game because once he did that, it seemed like the team was just like, all right, it's Tatum and Porzingis the rest of the way. (laughs) They kind of made the executive call. And I think that's going to happen a bunch with this team where there's going to be some executive calls of, well, Drew Holiday's got it going tonight. So it's Tatum and Holiday tonight, or it's, you know, Holiday and Porzingis. I don't know if if you're going to ever really cut Jason Tatum out of the equation. He's going to have to factor in some way. But But I think in some ways that's going to happen. And I'm just not, to be honest, I'm not worried about Jalen Brown after tonight. I have I have no concerns. There's a couple times where I feel like there was one play specifically where he should have made the correct pass to swing it one more time to hit him. him. He missed it, but he also didn't then double down on that mistake and force it. I I forget what the end result was, but I know he didn't immediately turn it over, didn't jack up a shot. And so he kind of reset himself, which I remember just noting that mentally, like that felt like mental growth. It's not going to show up in the stat box anywhere. You got to go find it for for what we're talking about, but it clearly stood out to you as well. So, you know, not not a huge night from Jalen Brown, but that's going to happen when you have this many guys on your team, you're going to have different guys stepping up each night. Tonight, the main dudes were going to be Tatum, Porzingis. I want to talk about Drew Holiday as well here too, because you know Drew yeah. Holiday, the stats don't don't nearly speak. This is I feel like Derek White and Drew Holiday, the the backcourt that has numbers that don't speak for the impact that they're going to have each and every game. And you know Drew Holiday today, I thought his defense, the fact that he has technically no registered steals feels like a crime because I feel like holiday had his hand on in so many different plays. And I love, I talked we talked about this a little bit on the uh, Twitter spaces that we did before coming up before the, the game tonight. And one of my things that I was curious about is how's Tatum or Brown, who I thought might get the, the matchup against Randall hold up with, with him being, you know, a, a brute and getting physical. Apparently, it went to Drew Holiday, yeah. and uh, Big Ball 1 is not dead, my friend. It is alive and well in the form of Drew Holiday. Well, he has such good hands, man. He was just giving Randall fits, and I think those three blocks that he has, I think a couple of those steals, they right. probably registered yeah. as blocks because technically when you strip that somebody as sense. they're going up for a shot, they they register that as a block. Um, so Holiday, I, I would love to see how many deflections he also had. Uh, he was unbelievable on the defensive end. You know, he's six foot four. Uh, obviously, Jimmy Butler gave it to him in the playoffs last year, but that was just Jimmy. Jimmy was also insanely hot. Like, like I yeah, don't that was that was an out of body experience. Like we've we've seen Jimmy get hot, but that two game span that he gave Drew Holiday the business that that was something even different than what we've seen in other special Jimmy moments. So right, I'm not and, hold that against him. No, no, no. I'm I'm just using that as a, a point of comparison with what we saw right. from Julius Randle tonight because Randle's a bigger player, a stronger player than Butler, and Drew did a great job on. On him and completely neutralized Julius Randle. And we've been trying for years to neutralize Julius Randle to no avail. So Drew Holiday was was great. Um, he had a couple really heady plays, a couple bonehead turnovers that Drew Holiday has. Um, but overall, that's about all you can ask for. Derek White, super efficient in his 32 minutes of action. Um, but you know, one perfect thing that- Derek White game. It was just Derek White being Derek White. Derek White is such a perfect fifth banana. On this <laughs> well, the chase, I mean, the chase down tap away off of Brunson yeah, on that one play. Example. I mean, that's that's Derek White in a nutshell, right there. Um, this is Derek White in a nutshell. How did I get into <laughs> this? And I, I'm, I'm just so happy, man. The 
the thing that really stood out to me tonight, though, Will, was all the talk about who's the Celtics starting five. I didn't really buy into it in the preseason. I was like, the starting five is Horford coming off the bench. Like, that's what makes yeah. sense for this team. Um, and the closing five is the five best players. The five best players are Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Chris Esposengas, Drew Holiday, and Derek White. Like, it's it's not that hard. Everybody was making out to be this thing where it's going to be like, oh, who's going to have to sacrifice and whatnot. I almost feel like they were doing that as, like, lip service to Al because they didn't want to make him feel bad, um, you know, in the media and everything. And Al's, Al's going to sacrifice. He's 37 years old, man. Like, he's, he's at the point of his career where he should be coming off the bench and playing only 25 minutes. The one thing He was solid tonight, by the way. Yeah, he was Al was solid tonight. He he had seven rebounds. Uh, he had a couple three pointers that that were on 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 mark. Um, you know the the minute distribution, thirty eight minutes for Chris Tapps is too much. So this is where I we wanted to go that next. And, and this is a, this is a good transition here. I want to talk about Joe Missoula, right? Because okay. I I think he had a he had a couple interesting decisions that 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 I want to talk about. And I think the minutes distribution, as long as what your thoughts were on his substitution pattern, or mm-hmm. what I want to get to here. And so here's the breakdown for those of you that might not be looking on YouTube here. But for the starting lineup tonight, Jalen Brown, 38 minutes. Jason Tatum, just about 39, 38 for Chris Stapps, 35 for Drew Holiday, 32 for Derek White. 26 for for Horford off the bench, and then no one else cracked above 15 minutes. Sam Hauser was the highest outside of that at 14. Peyton Pritchard 11, and Luke Cornett there with with just under uh, about eight minutes played. But yeah, I thought it was really interesting to see Porzingis play all but I think it was the last 34 or last 30 seconds of the first quarter. And I, I mean, I understand why Joe Masula wanted to play Chris Davis Porzingis as much as he did because when he, he wasn't on the court. That was when you really felt like the Knicks, man, the Knicks have a chance to come grab this game because it was such a difference when Porzingis was out there. But this is going to be, I think, you know, it's game one. So it's, it is what it is for now. Everyone's keep an eye on. Yeah. Yeah. But it is something to keep an eye on is what does that minute distribution look like? And, and right to, I mean, nine man rotation, that's fine. I don't really have much issue with that, but it did feel like there needs to be a little bit more of that, um, you know, a little bit more fluidity in, in how these minutes break down going forward. Yeah, and that's why I think, you know, my guy Lamar Stevens didn't see the court tonight. Um, But I I don't think it's fair to criticize Joe after after one game. Um, Shout out, Steve. Uh, I just think that Mizzou did a good job tonight. The substitution stuff, you know, I I think that's where maybe his assistant coaches need to kind of get in his ear and be like, hey, Chris Stapps is at. X number of minutes, mm-hmm. like you probably want to get him out here rather than leave the first quarter, e- even though he was rolling, felt a bit long, <laughs> right? Right. In the second <laughs> half, he went to a different uh substitution pattern with Porzingis. Uh, Porzingis was in foul trouble, but he took him out two times in the third quarter and he brought him in for shorter stints, which is what I would prefer with Porzingis is that you don't play him for 12 minutes in a row, you know, you give him eight, seven to eight minute stints. Um, but you know, I think Luke, the Luke Cornett minutes. Just, I don't. I just don't think those are going to be long for this year, man. I really don't. Um, I would expect them to try and figure out a way, especially against teams that don't trend as big as the Knicks do, mm-hmm. to to have a Lamar Stevens on the court or to have uh, uh, O'Shea Brissett on the court because Cornett. I mean, what is he? What is he doing out there? Like. There's a court that we played Cornet with Porzingis. For I was gonna say we, we we got the Chris Dabbs and, and and Luke pairing that I wasn't sure we were gonna get. It was only <laughs> only for like a minute or two, but uh, that's I, I, it's very rare you see a t- uh, team run out oh, two seven footers at the same time. 
Yeah, I mean, Luke Cornett has a role to play. He's a drop big, and I get it. He's seven feet, and like he he does have a role being as big as he is on the court, but he's just not as good as a Lamar Stevens. Like I think Lamar Stevens is just a better basketball player than Luke Cornett is and can do a lot of what um, Cornett is going to do for the, for the Celtics as a smaller, um, you know, small ball five type. And I was actually wondering in, in the first half, like, damn, that's a lot of miles to put on Drew Holiday covering Julius Randle. Can he do that for 48? And he did it. Uh, so I was, that's why I was also big on Lamar Stevens getting minutes tonight. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, I think they're going to try Lamar Stevens on Randall if he's cooking somebody, but Drew, Drew is just in his Jersey the whole night. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, if we're going the other way with with the an an overreaction instant reaction to the first game, uh, is that the depth of the the bench at least you didn't get a lot from the bench tonight. There was there was not a whole lot of production. Two big free throws from Peyton Pritchard Dude, though. Hey, hey, and he also he also had a Tommy point at the end of the third quarter to get Porzingis that that tip in where he came over the top and tipped it tipped True. it into Porzingis. So he had a little bit of an impact. But for preseason P, the preseason MVP. You know, only only eleven minutes tonight. One of four from the field. Uh, you know, Hauser obviously wasn't hitting his threes. You and I were you were texting me about it. You know, I think it was the right the beginning of the fourth quarter. Quarter RJ just haunted him for what seven straight points I think to start that fourth quarter or well, at some was, point in the fourth. It was actually they were running the the quickly pick and roll right. So right. they were they were trying to get Hauser in pick and roll with quickly and quickly was unbelievable in this game. By yeah, the way, yeah, he was he was so. I mean, man, he's he's gonna get uh, he's he's gonna get a he didn't get the contract yesterday or two days ago. He's gonna get a really nice contract yeah and the celtics were trying to do things to avoid having bad matchups with they were pre-switching a lot so you would see Jalen brown end up on hartenstein as hartenstein was coming up to set the screen for quickly so that it wouldn't be a bad switch you know and but the, the knicks in that at the beginning of the fourth quarter they were hunting hauser we had to get him off the court um Let's see. We got a comment from our guy Steven Hauser had been on the team for a year too long at this point. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> my brother would agree with you, Steven. Honestly, how uh, Hauser is very streaky. I do think that he had just like Cornette has a role to play. He has a role to play for the Celtics as a long distance shooter. Um, Will's really big on Hauser. I'm still waiting to see it come to fruition. I think he can play in the NBA, but. Until it happens, it's all theoretical right now. Yeah, I mean, I think with, I mean, it, it's like you said with, with Hauser, and when I'm big on on Hauser being being a guy, it means that you know, there's it, listen, he, he's there's going to be certain matchups, certain games where if he doesn't have it going, like if we're if this were a playoff scenario where it's okay, you had your chance, you had three threes, it didn't go in, you're you're done for the rest of the night. Like mm-hmm. that's going to happen. He's yep. he's that type of guy. But I think over the course of 82 games, he's going to be someone that. You know, like we're talking here, you got to have that minutes distribution. Like this team didn't shoot the ball well from three tonight. And this, this is another point that I wanted to bring up. They went 12 of 39 from three, 30% from three tonight. You know, the Knicks went 18 of 41 and shot 44%. I mean, obviously, they're free. The fact they almost shot better from three and they did the free throw line is a big reason why the Celtics were able to, to come away with this victory. But when the Celtics lose the three point line by, by that much and by that much percentage, that's generally going to be a Celtics loss. And so for Sam Hauser, yes, if for him to be in the rotation, the biggest thing is he has to be able to knock down some shots while he's out there. You talked about it quickly is going to be a horror. If you have a quickly or a maxi or one of these water bug point guards, which we've talked about a lot, just in general, give the Celtics problems. That's going to be a real big issue. If you can hunt, hunt Sam Hauser with that type of player. And so there's going to be matchups where it's not a great night for Hauser. 
tonight he just didn't get the shot to go down. He had a couple decent looks. They didn't go in. I mean, that was kind of the same thing for Peyton Pritchard. He had a couple good looks tonight. Just didn't go in. Just wasn't a, a great night for the bench. You know, I think Al was the only real, you know, one that you could say had a, a super solid night off the bench with those eight points, knocked down a couple threes. Um, but yeah, that, that, that for me was one glaring hole within this game was that the bench, which, you know, we tried to say, Hey, it's not a big deal. We're going to be good. We got guys for 82 games. That wasn't a great start, but it is only one game for sure. Um, well, do you have anything else you want to talk about on this game or do you, um, are you down to take a look with me, a real time look at the box score for the Spurs and the Mavs? Yeah, let's take, let's take a real time look at it. Let's see what we got here. What's going on with Wemby? Because this is the other thing going on tonight in the NBA that everyone wants to check out. So I've got Those Wemby. You- I got Wemby pulled up here. We've got Wemby with six points, three rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block. He's got his only two buckets, two three point shots so far. So that's what we're looking at from Wemby right now. Just for those of you uh, listening to this, Spurs up by two on the Mavs, fifty six to fifty four, with three seventeen left in the second. And honestly, those of you that are watching on YouTube, like, what are you doing? Go watch Wendy. Go watch Wendy. Why are you watching us right now? Uh, but <laughs> other, other, other things that, uh, shout out to you guys. Other things that uh, happened around the league tonight, I just want to go through some scores. Magic, blow out the Rockets. Um, Pacers, blow out the, the Wizards. 143 for the Pacers. They're going to be a fun Ooh. team to watch this year. Hornets. Upset in the Hawks first game. Of the uh, I saw season. Brandon Miller. I was looking through Twitter earlier. I saw Brandon Miller hit a couple big threes down the stretch. Okay. Shout out to Brandon Miller. Number two pick or number three pick? He was the number two pick. Scoop number was number three. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. The Raptors beat the Wolves. I know a lot of people are high on the Wolves this year, 97 94. And then we got uh, the Thunder smoking the Bulls, 124 104. And not a great debut, it looks like, for our guy Marcus Smart. Let's check the box score on our guy Marcus. Yeah, I, I tuned in at halftime for a little bit of that game. I, it, it felt weird seeing Marcus in uh, in those grizzly colors. So Marcus, yeah, five turnovers. He was 6'11 from the field, two for six from three, only three of six from the line. Uh, five turnovers for Marcus. He did have 17 points, but those five turnovers. Yeah, Memphis fans, um, you know, you know gonna, that's going to be up and down with Marcus. I uh, I think that's got to be a segment we do maybe maybe once a week, once every two weeks. Check in on old friends, like an old, just like a you know friendly friendly check in. We'll check in with Rob. We'll check in with Marcus. Check in with Grant. See how they're doing. But we'll uh we'll keep tabs on that. But like the rest of what you all should be doing that are watching this on YouTube right now, we're gonna go watch some Wemby here. So we're gonna sign off for this one. But of course, we'll be back. Celtics got uh, second game of the season coming up. The home opener Friday night against the Miami Heat. Eastern Conference Finals rematch should be a great one. Whether it's after the game or the next morning, we'll have some coverage for you guys. Make sure that y'all stay tuned in, stay locked in, green with envy. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure you're following us across all of our social medias. And as always, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. We will catch y'all later. Peace. Till I hit the floor Every time I get this high It's you I find It don't take much no more Until I'm at your door You come me to my core, baby What can I say? You got me on the floor You know I came to play I know I shouldn't But you seem to take my pain away And every time I score Jason Tatum fade away I close my eyes And I'm floating in your river
I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.